yeah. I'm rolling. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 511. Microphone. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Already, huh? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, 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 your chain. <laughs> December 3rd, mm. 2020. Yes. 62 degrees on this day in 1962 and 19 below in 1940. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with working on production. Chris Reavers, director of social media. John Hyde in the newsroom. And occasionally, Kenny oh. from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Sometimes. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense. Your mayor, Joe Souchere. I was saddened to learn on this positive Thursday that we have lost a great living American, Walter Williams, yeah, uh, who routinely filled in for Rush Limbaugh, for example, economics professor at uh, George Mason University, uh, right up there with Thomas Sowell as one of the great, great thinkers of our time. And uh, he's he was 83 years old. And uh, it hasn't even hit the news yet that I can find because his news should be, his death should be national news. I, I loved uh, listening to him. I loved reading his work. And just to give you a, a smattering of Walter Williams, if you're unfamiliar with who he is, uh, we found three takes. Uh, you could spend six months on each of them, but we found three takes uh, that are very brief. Uh, one is uh, uh, his view of minimum wage. A lot of people will say, well, the minimum wage is an anti-poverty device. Well, that is utter nonsense. It doesn't even pass the smell test. Because if it were an anti-poverty device, well then, instead of spending all this money on foreign aid, we just have our experts at the State Department tell Bangladesh, well, you could be rich like we are, just have a higher minimum wage. Here's Walter on the welfare state. Mm -hmm. The welfare state has done to black Americans what slavery could not have done and the harshest racism could not have done, namely to destroy the black family. Government cannot create a special privilege for one American without simultaneously creating a special disadvantage for some other American. Here's Walter on the notion of excellence, a great point that I had not previously thought of. In the sports, uh, or in the music industry, where you see black excellence, you don't see any affirmative action. You don't see any lawsuits. What you do see is is excellence. Uh, he, he'll be missed. Uh, his economic philosophy, uh, reading a note from Jordy, was based on the reality that ideologies and wishful thinking do not and cannot alter human nature. Uh, also, it's been recommended to me that I read his memoir, Up From the Projects. Walter Williams, dead at the age of 83. I uh, have the full video, the Suffer No Fools full video that's about an hour long. I will post that with today's episode, and I will also put it on the GL Facebook page. 
boy, would he have been a neat president. I, I oh. don't know if he ever thought along those lines, but he would have been a wonderful, wonderful president. Say, uh, we had another meeting last night about defunding the police. Do you know that Minneapolis is recognized as the national home of the defund the police movement? Well, we got that going for mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess the meeting last night went well into the early morning hours. And basically what we're discovering is that keeping along the lines of the divided country, you're seeing that even in the topic of public safety. There were as many people last night testifying against police as there were for police. But even more interestingly, uh, I found, uh, reading a Fox 9 piece, social justice groups, they want $84 million in cuts to the Minneapolis Police Department. Mm-hmm. Basically, they want the money given to them. Mm-hmm. That's what it's come to. While discussion continues in public hearings over the proposed nearly $8 million cut to the Minneapolis Police Department budget, some social distance groups, I'm sorry, some social justice groups and businesses are voicing support for a different proposal that calls for a much larger redirection of funds. Then the uh, business owner here in the Kingfield neighborhood is quoted, a guy named Dan Swenson Dash Clatt. Uh, he said, I have on occasion had to call the police. And we still need police officers as a small business, said Swenson Dash Clatt. We still need the ability to call on someone when we need that level of strength or authority to support us. However, he's also one of the few businesses supporting the people's budget. Hmm a proposal crafted by several social justice organizations to move funds from the police department to more community-based programs. If it's $80 million, that's tantamount to saying, why not give us the money that you're spending on police? Uh, B as in B, S as in S. Our plan takes a holistic view. So you feel safer if you have a home. You feel safer if the air is clean. You feel safer if you have access to health care you can afford, said Sheila Nizhad of Reclaim the Block. These are the things we need to be investing in instead of continuing to throw money at the police. So you have this, you have this, this activist contingent who uh, believe that crime, for example, would be uh, the result of not having a home, uh, your sense that your air is not clean, or you don't have health care. Uh, that's not why there's crime. Niz Hatz has a proposal from three city council members to redirect some funds away from the police and reduce staffing capacity by more than 130 officers doesn't go far enough. Wow. The proposal would redirect more than $84 million compared to the $8 million outlined in the council members' proposal. When you look at the concept within this, it's not that radical, said Ness Had. Yes, it is, whoever you are. Now is the time for our council members to be bold and visionary. Wow. I'll repeat what I said all this week. I, I don't know how you can have a rational, functioning city without law enforcement. But what we're discovering is the people we... The people who have successfully been elected and the constituencies that elected them 
are taking America farther and farther away from being America. Completely. They're essentially uh, Mysterians. And uh, the police continue to be demonized by activists who are now so bold. They want $80 million handed over to them because they have a better view of how public safety should be engineered. If this is all strictly financial, by the way, if that's their rationale for why they want to cut the funding for the police budget, then okay, let's go down that road. Then how about every single government employee also take a 50% pay cut right now? And let's see how far that gets. Minneapolis residents made impassioned and often conflicting pleas Wednesday night for changes in the police department and public safety following George Floyd's death and an increase in violent crime, like an increase in carjackings of 534%. percent mm-hmm. Maybe the activists just want to give everybody a car. So it could be carjacked? So it could be carjacked. <laughs> A good turnout for the meeting. Nothing was accomplished because we're now seeing the division in the country being brought down to the local level where even public safety is a function of the division. And we mentioned this yesterday. At least Fry stepped up here and backed the police yesterday. Was it yesterday or the day before? I can't remember. Cause day before. God help us all if he had sided with these clowns. Mm-hmm. But again... It's a weak mayor system right? and a strong city council system. So you are left with, I think the mayor will prevail, by the way. What do you mean? There won't be $80 million budget reduction from the police and hand it over to community activists. Not yet. But that's where you're headed. Joe, did you see that uh, former mayor, Sharon Sales-Belton, was there Mm -hmm. and urged the council members to side with the mayor because the city is divided and we can't can't be that way. We can't exist that way. No division should interfere with public safety. What does that have to do with the country being divided? I guess it has to do this way. The activists who want that money for themselves and not for public safety believe that the police are the problem and we have a better idea no you don't no you don't a lot of interesting quotes in that story in the strip to do one from uh, brent johnson a whittier neighborhood guy who uh, attributed some of the violence uh, to discussions about defunding the police department he talked about how he doesn't feel safe and then there's a lady named vanita adams who says I don't feel safe, so who's more important? She said, clearly white people walking their dogs is more important than black people feeling safe and colored people feeling safe and indigenous people feeling honored for a country that was stolen from them. Since when do we call black people colored people? Is What is this, 1963? Well, plus, the hell? Well, plus your statement makes no sense. No, not at all, but I, I reject this. Maybe as a cracker, I can't, but uh, I'm calling people colored people? Really? Well, well what, forget that for a moment. What she seems to be suggesting is the very presence of police makes yeah. us feel unsafe. Right, that's the point she was trying to make. That right. was just a, an, a side of... And I don't get the line about white people walking their dog. 
Uh, that was safe. mentioned earlier because uh, some said they leave the city to go grocery shopping or fear walking their dogs in the neighborhoods where they once feel safe. So that's what that was a reference to. And, and also in the body of the story somewhere, uh, and I can't find it now, is again that reference um, to feeling like you need the police and call the police. That comes from a place of white privilege. Uh, that was Lisa Bender. <laughs> she said it again last night. No, I don't know if she said it again last night, but she said it this summer. Can she take yeah, that I'm job in Duluth now, by the way, and just do us all a favor? God, I hope she's not being groomed for something because Ugh. this country has to quit electing these people. Oh, it came from a guy named Daniel Mendez, uh, uh, rejected the notion that calling police comes from a place of uh, privilege and argued that uh, the conversation about defunding the police had disproportionately harmed people of color. And he lives in fear for his own children being targeted because they look white when in half they, uh, when in fact they are half white, half Mexican. He identifies as a Mexican American. So even if you look white, um, they're coming after you, I think was his point. I don't know if the Minneapolis Police Department has put out such a statement on their Facebook page, but Bill Miller in uh, Wisconsin alerts me that the St. Paul Police Department has issued this statement on their Facebook page, the St. Paul Police Department. Are you planning on an in-person holiday shopping? Here are a few things to consider. Oh, I saw this. When shopping, number one, carry only cash you will use that day. Number two, carry only the credit cards you will use that day. Number three, carry cash and cards separate from your purse or wallet. Number four, don't leave your purse in your cart unattended or unzipped. In parking lots, number one, park as close to the door of the store as possible. Number two, park in well-lit areas. Number three, don't leave packages or items of value in the car that are visible. Number four, always lock your car doors. Number five, place packages in trunk or rear of car out of sight before going to another store. Boy, that's a long way from the annual trip the old man and the old lady made to downtown St. Paul to buy Christmas stuff. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> man alive. And it's also a long way from outstate Minnesota where you certainly don't have to worry about that. Not yet, Kenny. Yeah, you're right. But honestly, that's one of the reasons why I rarely ever carry cash on me is because of safety. The biggest task I face, and I'm sure I'm not alone, uh, is trying to convince the women in my life that their first priority out in public in these unfortunate times is to be vigilant. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm afraid they're not. I'm married to one that's the same exact way. Well, this goofball you just heard trying to fix my microphone, she doesn't... I'm not, I'm not sure she's conscious of her surroundings. Right. You know, um, speaking of a weak mayor system, how'd that casserole uh, episode uh, play out yesterday? One GLer on Twitter, Such, uh, theorized that you might have put it in the drawer below <laughs> the oven. The warming tray? It's the warming drawer. No, no, the one where you put the pots and pans oh, yeah. that are too yeah. big yes. to go anywhere else. <laughs> I successfully accomplished my task. Right, walk, boy. walk us through the process. You went up there. 
I stared at it for, for five minutes. Yep. yep. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't get distracted. Definitely two o'clock. Definitely you know, when the, at two o'clock. When the bell struck two, I shoved her in there. <laughs> How was it? Was it tasty? <laughs> it wasn't even a casserole. It was pork chops. Oh, I see. That she oh, cooks in some yum. sauce. Yeah. Oh, boy. Were they on a bed of rice? Oh, that's my favorite. Uh, in fact, uh, let me think. Uh, yes, they were. You know what I noticed here? Right next on the front page below the fold, Star Tribune, hundreds call for change to Minneapolis policing. We just discussed that. Right next to it, now the Minneapolis Star Tribune going after um, Sheriff Fletcher because live on patrol, Sheriff rolls past injured man, and they're really doing their best to reduce uh, Sheriff Fletcher's standing in the eyes of He leaders. didn't see the guy. Right. And Fletcher's a great guy, and everything he's doing is above board, and he's getting nothing but criticism from uh, the mainstreamers. And uh, he's, been a, he's been a cowboy over the years. He's been his yeah, own but, man. I've yeah. known him for years. I, I, I get along with him. I, I think he cares about the city. And uh, <laughs> Hell yes. Mm -hmm. I got a note from, uh, uh, who is this? Walter Sobchak in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay. Why is that uh -huh. funny? Bleep well, because, it, dude. Let's go bowling. Yeah, that's Walter. <laughs> oh, is that Walter? This is a nom. Oh. <laughs> yeah. There are rules. Nom, nom, Sonny. What's the guy's name he pulls the piece on? Uh, oh, he signs it, son? Walter. There are rules. Sobchak. 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 Yep. I didn't yep. know what Walter's last name was. That's why I didn't get it right away. <laughs> he's advising us. To, <laughs> he's advising us to watch a documentary uh, produced by National Geographic. I don't know if this is the Ron Howard piece or not. It's called Rebuilding Paradise. It's about the fires in Paradise, California. Amazing footage, stories, and even a GL explanation on why this fire happened. Good God, y'all! It is an amazing and interesting documentary. Some would say it is on fire. Uh, Walter, there are rules subject from Los Angeles. <laughs> I'll be glad to watch that because now I need something else to watch because I've completed watching the six episodes of The Undoing. You watched four episodes last night? No, two. I've watched I watched two Monday, two Tuesday, oh, two Wednesday. Okay, I thought okay. Got you it. will find that on Hulu, Joe. Which you probably Paradise? have. Paradise? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Do I say it Paradise. Into the microphone? Pardon? <laughs> Do I say it into the microphone? <laughs> I have. That's how I got uh, the undoing. There I just said go. it into the microphone. There you go. <laughs> and up it came. Why is there no Thursday night football tonight? Not that I'll be suffering much. I'm just curious. I believe one of the teams was struck with COVID, correct? Well, was, I, don't I, see, he, uh, I don't see the completion of the Big Ten season. I think it's going to be done. Right. Oh, no, you're John. Uh, well, one of them was going to be Baltimore, right? Wasn't correct. Yeah, yes. Okay. But they had to play the game from last week, yesterday. Right. Was that the yesterday afternoon game? Right. Yes. Uh, Pittsburgh beat Baltimore to remain undefeated. And those Correct. of us uh, that are DirecTV subscribers didn't get to watch because they're in a you-know-what contest with NBC right now. <laughs> well, you didn't miss much. No, I yeah, I was just going to have it on in the background anyway. So, mm -hmm. whatever. I forgot about it. <laughs> Kenny, what did you do? Did you watch it? Uh, I think I went to bed at 7 o'clock last night. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was over by 6. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Say, by the way, Michael Osterholm tomorrow 
on tomorrow's Garage Logic podcast. And we've got a, quite a task ahead of us for me to call down all the great questions that Kenny has come up with and a, an outside consultant that I've consulted with mm-hmm. has come up with because we're going to have to make the best of our time with him. Right. I, I think he's on a short leash uh, given his new responsibilities. But I'm glad we'll have him for however long we can have him. You let me know when you want my zingers. I'll just kind of weave them in and out. <laughs> One or more GLers have asked us to watch certain videos from certain people. One was from a guy in Canada. I tried to watch that. It's already been pulled off YouTube. But um, rest assured, GLers, I've been watching and reading papers uh, from the real brainiacs, the intellectual dark web people, and it's coming from both sides. So uh, my head, um, when I asked these questions, when I wrote them down, was was coming from both camps. You know, I, I didn't ask him questions that I already know the answer to, and I want to hear, you know, I, I don't need to be propped up. I, I want to hear his response from questions to both sides of the argument, I guess is what I'm saying. As we continue to attempt to name the new meatloaf at Grundhofer's. <laughs> <laughs> it's a meatloaf that rumor has it will contain cheese and meatloaf's thick-cut bacon. Oh, oh my God. Uh, this is from uh, Jonathan. No, I'm sorry, Hector in New Zealand. Got it. <laughs> Roundabout route meatloaf. Ooh, I like that. Take-and-go meatloaf. <laughs> double secret meaning meatloaf. Okay. No, double secret meaning, double secret meatloaf warning. Uh, might as well eat all of it, meatloaf. Got it. Yeah. And oh, did you want some meatloaf? <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad. <laughs> They're making a thousand pounds of meatloaf at Grunhofer's in Hugo. A thousand pounds of meatloaf each month, and Spencer is not stopping there. In honor of Reaver's love of meatloaf, they're working on that new one. GLers, if you are so inclined, you can continue to send us your proposed names. Also, how about the new burger, the Belly Burger? Grunhofer's uses 80% lean ground chuck, then adds Grunhofer's famous double-smoked bacon. The Belly Burger is 70% ground chuck and 30%. Why is there a burst of smoke just now in front of my house? What the hell is that? Hello? What the hell is that? Maybe it went away. Uh, maybe, huh. Huh. Did rookie, Where was I? Did rookie stop by? Maybe the car no. smoking in the driveway. No, I guess I was on the belly burger. You're in, yeah, you're on the belly burger, Joe. Seventy percent and thirty percent. Thirty percent bacon. Wonderful. And also, we're in the soup season, and Grunhofer's has that kind of <laughs> soup meat and bones that you just typically don't get at the corner store. Uh, store beef shanks, smoked and fresh pork hocks, pork neck bones, and beef oxtail. And you know, Christmas is coming up. Get ready. Think ahead. Order your double smoked ham tenderloin and prime rib for christmas dinner uh the building update is underway and uh grunhoffers thanks you glers for your fantastic support Mm -hmm. it's grunhoffers old-fashioned meats at the north end of hugo on highway 61 the end of the world as we know it and he feels fine joe Souchere. firearms magazines suppressors all the fun little accessories like tack lights red dot sights 
Special thanks to DKMags.com of Old Highway 8 in New Brighton for their excellent, excellent selection of new and used firearms at competitive prices. Every time I watch Caddyshack, I've got to watch it for a few minutes every time I find it on. I always stumble on that scene where Carl's taping a big old flashlight to the barrel of his gun. I go, oh, yeah, I got to get a tack light. Ah, I got to get a tack light. And that means I need to jump on the website, dkmags.com. Uh, that's where you'll see everything you'll ever need. And you'll also find out that special orders are great, really easy. Uh, and you know what? If you don't see what you're looking for, call the shop anyway because i told my story earlier this week of a gler lives uh, three hours out of town called him asking about a nine millimeter the guy that uh, answered said nope they can't get them anywhere nobody's getting those things but oh wait a minute here's one right here <laughs> my buddy said sold and the very next day he made the three-hour drive swung down there picked it up uh, it doesn't have to be hunting, though. It could be anything firearms-related, even if you're shooting clay pigeons or cardboard. DKMags.com, they've got us all covered. And whether it's in-store or online or even over the phone, tell them you're a GLer because that gets noted and recorded. Well, not your name and address there, Mr. or Mrs. Paranoid, just the GLer part. Uh, and as always, veterans, active service members, uh, law enforcement, all you guys, first responders, you too, you all get a discount. It's a wonderful gun shop for all of us here in Garage Logic. DKMags.com. Speaking of the tech, late, may I tell you something? Uh, possibly yes, under under the guise of it being a warning. I don't often do this, but I fell hard. I bit the hook hard for what's being advertised on a, a number of websites. It looks like a little handheld telescope. Uh, it's a it's a a monocular, and it's it's promising that you can see for miles, and it's it's just I I fell for it hook line and sinker, mm -hmm. uh, to the point where if you bought one you got the second one for a better price, and I bought two thinking I'd give one to the kid I used to have who's assumed control of the family boat, sure uh, because it'd be great for boating. Uh, I can't see the end of my driveway with this thing. <laughs> well, is I this is what I, I got to be doing something wrong, Kenny. Kenny, I got to be doing something wrong. I have a telescope meant to look at, you know, the sky. So do and I. if you if you look at something 500 yards away, it's still too close. So Well, I have you know, tried like everything. Like I said, oh, so have you been to a park or uh, up on a tall hill can is there somewhere you can go where you can see for miles and, and yes. try it? Yes, there, I haven't oh. tried that yet. But you'd think it would allow me to see the end of the block. Yeah, I can't even I find know. the street. I, I'm doing something wrong. But uh, have a caution. If you're, uh, if you're you, like me, you want to bite on this, uh, have a care. Are you have looking into the right end? Well, in fact, that's funny you say that. Small. <laughs> no, it's funny you say that because away. only that end seems to work. Huh? Everything looks small if I hold it the other way. There's got to be a focus issue. It, it, there's start turning things. Oh, I've been turning. I've been turning like crazy. Well, then that's I'll, the problem. I'll, I'll Stop to a high turning things. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, you know uh, you have a project. Uh, well, either that or I got ripped off. Here's John Height. Uh, thank you, Joe. This update brought to you by Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Store. Uh, we talked earlier, Joe, you talked about the city council meeting last night. And uh, now this morning, Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry and local business organizations have announced plans to create a private fund 
with at least $5 million for new programs aimed at transforming public safety. In a news conference, hours before city council members are set to push through their own budget amendments, the uh, mayor described the fund as an effort to find a pathway for advancing some of their ideas without cutting police. The Minneapolis Community Safety Innovation Fund will collect donations from private organizations that could be used to help city leaders fulfill their promise of transforming public safety. Jonathan Weinhagen's president and CEO of the Minneapolis Regional Chamber of Commerce. He said organizations had committed about $5 million already to the project. The funds will be managed by the Minneapolis Foundation, and many of the specifics are still being worked out. This fund does not require approval from city council members. Some of it could eventually be handed back to the city, which would require a council sign-off if the money surpasses a certain threshold. Starting Thursday afternoon, this afternoon, city council members are set to begin voting on amendments to the mayor's 2021 budget proposal, and police and public safety are expected to dominate that discussion. A small airplane landed on Interstate 35W in Arden Hills on Wednesday night, temporarily closing traffic lanes. According to the State Patrol, a single-engined Balanca Viking plane made a suspected emergency landing just before 9.30 in the evening. The DOT said the plane landed in the northbound lanes near County Road E2, just south of 694. The State Patrol identified the pilot of the plane as 52-year-old Craig Gifford of Minneapolis. Uh, When the plane landed, it did crash into another vehicle on the interstate. Luckily, nobody was injured. Authorities are still investigating why the plane had to crash land. Uh, Did we see the video? Oh, yeah. Pretty amazing. What do they do when that happens? They chop the wings off it and put it on a flatbed? Uh, they left the wings on it, uh, moved it to a safe place, and then I think they might have uh, taken the wings off uh, by now, obviously, and then mm-hmm. transported it that way. Sorry, John. But just, oh, to, get, ahead, just to get the freeway open, they just threw her up in a flatbed and got it out of the way. Kenny, or Johnny, sorry if you mentioned it, but the, the driver of the vehicle, was he, is yep. that driver okay? Uh, nobody was injured in the entire incident. Okay. Okay. Uh, the thing that struck me about the video is, how fast the plane was moving. I wasn't expecting that. Oh. It was it was clip it along pretty good. Blanca used to be made right here in Alexandria, and in fact, my grandpa in the 50s, after the war ended, was one of their uh, design engineers. No way. Huh. That's yeah. cool. Interesting. He, yeah. he, built, uh, he built gliders down in the Twin Cities, that airfield just north of uh, Crosstown, and then after that, he hooked up with Blanca. So Blanca. let me ask you a question. Uh, your grandfather uh, designed airplanes. Your dad is a su- very successful real estate mogul. Wow. You laugh at fart jokes. Yeah, what the hell happened to you? <laughs> I'm just going to put my head down the side. <laughs> I want to have me a big Chris. career radio. Wow. Uh, there's Can't... a traffic accident on the 35E. <laughs> It's Sunny, whacked uh, and stacked. Whacked and, and stacked. And whacked and... Oh, you got dummies <laughs> in the right lane. It's a bumping hump of hoop lads. Meantime, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. the I old man's uh, in Maui with a harem. <laughs> <laughs> he is comfortable right now. Oh, that's true. Uh, yeah. I'll just be uh, quiet, Kitty. I won't get in on this. No, little you may attack as well. You, okay? I mean, just you know, clear the pipes here. We're get all, it all, we're all in the same fishbowl, Kenny. We're all in the same fishbowl. 
The United States recorded over 3,100 COVID-19 deaths in a single day. That took care of the record that was set last spring. While the number of Americans hospitalized with the virus has eclipsed 100,000 for the first time, and new cases has begun uh, begun topping 200,000 a day, according to figures released this morning. Across the U.S., the surge has swamped hospitals and left nurses and other health care workers shorthanded and burned out. A number of deaths, 3,157 on Wednesday, according to Johns Hopkins University. And uh, here in Minnesota, the number for today is 92 people dead yesterday. That's the second highest number uh, that we've had so far. Would this be the uh, the big swing that they were anticipating due to Thanksgiving? Or the big surge, uh, I should say? They're actually still expecting that from what I read this oh, morning. Yeah, it's so usually it's about two weeks. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wisconsin Governor Tony Evers announced on Thursday with the Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation that restaurants and other small businesses affected by COVID-19 will get $45 million in assistance, bringing the total assistance distributed to Wisconsin businesses to more than $220 million. Here in Minnesota, officials announced last week they're working on a set of proposals, and once the legislature reaches agreement on figures, Governor Walls will call them in for a special session. Other neighbor uh, COVID news, just two weeks after joining the growing list of states where at least one in every 1,000 residents has died from coronavirus-related causes, North Dakota's statistic got even worse. As of Tuesday, one in every 800 North Dakotans has been claimed by COVID-19. North Dakota did not institute a mask mandate until November when the state's Republican Governor Doug Burgum, who emphasized the importance of a light touch from the government throughout the pandemic, declared the state's situation had changed. And in South Dakota, second only to North Dakota in cases per capita, 60% positivity rate on testing in South Dakota. Despite this, Governor Kristi Noem, that's your girl, Chris, I know. Hasn't, hasn't changed as North Dakota's governor has. She was quoted as saying, quote, we're doing really good in South Dakota. We're managing COVID-19. All right, well, here's why I want to defend her. Um, so we're seeing, obviously, a rise in cases in South Dakota who haven't had nearly this, the type of restrictions, microphone, Joe, uh, that we have here in the state of Minnesota, yet we're, we're experiencing a surge just like they are. You follow well, me? Not 60%, but... But you know what you... I'm saying? Are you differentiating between asymptomatic and down and out sick? Are you talking to or me or are John? You just, I'm talking to John. Okay. I'm not. That's just positivity. That's just people who have tested positive. Well, John, so how are your it's, people? It's both. It's how both. are your people doing in North Dakota? Uh, Positivity-wise? No, um, your personal people. Oh, my personal people are doing much better. In fact, uh, I talked to the sister last night who's uh, mm-hmm. well, the best she's felt in three weeks. Don't you think if we want a true reading, we have to divide the, the truly sick, uh, the people that have symptoms and are suffering, uh, divide them with the people that are asymptomatic? I because agree. there's a lot of people that have it but sh- show no signs whatsoever. True. And I, I have an additional question about that. Yeah. If they're if they're asymptomatic and they're showing no signs, are they fated to ultimately come down with symptoms? Not from no. what I've read. No, not only that, they're the lucky ones because now they mm-hmm. have the antibodies and a so-called immunity. Uh, but the smart people are arguing about how long the immunity lasts. Yeah. And some are saying some uh, have, oh, God, we should save this for tomorrow, but <laughs> some still have immunity from SARS-2, which was... Mm-hmm. How many years ago? Eight, mm-hmm. ten years ago? A long mm-hmm. time ago. And how many of the but, positivity cases are repeat? Because, you know, if you, if you get COVID and you test positive, well, you have to go back. Yeah. And get are they repeat, Chris, or are they false positives? 
and then that gets into the whole testing mode. You know, we're testing well, outdoors in cars in the wind done by people who've never done testing before. You know what I mean? Here's the, when you guys are talking about comparisons, though, every state is doing it the same way. So if your positivity rate in one state is 60%, 30% in another, no matter what kind of cases they are, they're all being counted asymptomatic or not. So yeah. the 30% state obviously is doing better. Okay. Let's save this for tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, one more COVID story. Uh, this one, uh, always room for another hypocrite kind of story, or perhaps it's a third rail story. In early November, as health officials warned of impending COVID-19 spike, Austin, Texas Mayor oh, Steve... Thank Steve, you. Did you see this one? Oh, yeah. yeah. The Mayor of Austin, Steve Adler, hosted an outdoor wedding and reception with 20 guests for his daughter at a trendy hotel near downtown. The next morning, Adler and seven other wedding attendees boarded a private jet bound for Cabo San Lucas, Mexico, where they vacationed for a week at a family timeshare. But Reaver's that's groin not kick all. This guy. That's groin not kick this guy. Just wait, Chris. Just wait. One night into the trip, Adler addressed Austin, Texas residents in a Facebook video saying, quote, we need to stay home if you can. This is not the time to relax. We're going to be looking really closely. We may have to close things down if we're not careful. In hosting the wedding and traveling internationally, Adler said he broke neither his own order or those established by Governor Greg Abbott. But at the time, the city was recommending people not gather in groups of more than 10. And the day after his departure, Austin's health authority warned it's important that we drive the COVID numbers down in advance of Thanksgiving. Uh, growing that kicked up, uh, please. deserves this. Uh, throw one in for Newsom. Okay. That <laughs> deserves this. He should get one every day. Uh, I'd yeah. like one for walls too, please. <laughs> that just on general principle. This. Wow. Thank you. Did you see the uh, the billboard on the restaurant outside of Buffalo, Minnesota, in regards to Governor Walls? By the way. Oh, there's been some great pushback. <laughs> oh, oh. It's right on Highway 55. I mean, that has yeah. to be see- Oh, it's pretty... That my pretty favorite funny. one I've been seeing in the back windows of, uh, well, my people, pickup trucks, is just <laughs> the, an outline, sticker outline of uh, the finger, and then walls after it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, President Trump surprised everyone by posting a lengthy speech on his social media accounts in which he repeated a lot of the claims about last month's presidential election, claims that have already proven to have no truth or have been proven incorrect. The pre-recorded speech uh, yesterday we afternoon... Don't know that. <laughs> no, we know, Chris. The pre-recorded speech, 46 minutes long, was filmed in the White House. He posted it without warning Wednesday afternoon, opening with, this may be the most important speech I've ever made. Meanwhile, Vice President Pence, who is a regular at fundraising, hasn't appeared at any of the get-togethers for the Republican Party since the election. And according to sources, that's not a coincidence. The sources say that reflects an effort by the Vice President and his team to distance Pence from some of the President's more outlandish claims about any kind of election conspiracy. Well, John, uh, this just surfaced about 10 minutes ago. Rudy Giuliani is uh, conducting a hearing right now in Georgia. Is that correct? Uh, there is a video where Republicans were told to leave ballot counting at 1025. And at midnight, workers came back, pulled a suitcase out from under a table stacked with ballots, and started scanning. And it's all on camera. 
I'll believe it when I see it. Well, here, I'll, I'll, I mean, I'm again, I don't care, I'm just, but I'll send it to did, you. Did you see yesterday's testimony in Michigan? Did you guys watch any of that? I guess I did no. not. No. We had a, a, if you get a chance, look at the blonde woman. She is so crazy that even Rudy's trying to make her stop talking. It's hysterical. Is she I one of the observers? No, no, she was, uh, well, yes, she was one of the observers, but I think she may have been drunk during her testimony. Mm. Oh, well, yeah, half hour to, tour. I'm have, drunk right now. You have to see it. Uh, it's very strange. Now, uh, some of this may be hurting a Republican's efforts because uh, allies of the president in Georgia are telling people to stay at home for the January 5th Senate runoff elections, arguing Trump supporters shouldn't take part in what they're calling another rigged election. Attorneys Lynn Wood and Sidney Powell told a crowd of Trump loyalists not to vote for either of two Georgia incumbent Republican senators. Uh, the problem this causes for Republicans is uh, it would, uh, if the Democrats win those two seats in Georgia, it'd be a 50-50 split in the Senate. And with the Democratic vice president, the Democrats would uh, then uh, have the advantage in the Senate. Uh, one interesting thing, though, Breitbart News is reporting Lynn Wood, the uh, the lawyer for Trump who keeps making these speeches, uh, he's mm-hmm. voted Democrat for the last 15 years in Georgia. Hmm. Uh, but for some reason, he says he's backing well, he's, Trump and making he's these getting speeches. Paid by, yeah. uh, can you back up a story? Uh, the one I about, can. The one about Vice President uh, Pence. Yeah. That statement, um, can you reread the statement and tell me where it came from? Which one? Uh, about him It came from Breitbart. So Breitbart is saying that Pence is distancing himself. Nobody within the Pence camp is saying that. That's correct. Sources uh, say it reflects an effort by the vice president and his team to distance Pence from some of the president's more outlandish claims about the election conspiracy. Uh, The Trump uh, campaign and the Pence campaigns uh, did not make comments on the story. All of this being uh, reported by Breitbart. Okay, thank you. I just wanted to establish that. Thanks, Johnny. Johnny, I I would send you a video. If If you just search for the hearing in Georgia, it's all over the place. Right now. Got it. Okay. I'll check it. I'll sure. check it. A uh, mysterious object temporarily orbiting Earth is a 54 year old rocket, not an asteroid after all, astronomers confirming on Wednesday. Observations by a telescope in Hawaii clinched its identity, according to NASA's Jet Propulsion Lab in Pasadena. The object was classified as an asteroid after its discovery in September, but NASA's top asteroid expert, Paul Chodas, quickly suspected it was the Centaur upper rocket stage from Surveyor 2. That was a failed 1966 moon landing mission. Size estimates had put it in the range of the old Centaur. Chodos was proved right after a team led by the University of Arizona's Vishnu Reddy used an infrared telescope in Hawaii to observe not only the mystery object, uh, but a centaur from 1971 orbiting Earth. The data of the images match. It's just a whole lot of junk floating around. Up yep, there. exactly. And it won't stay up there either. Apparently it'll be, it'll stay in orbit around the Earth. Then it'll shoot out and it'll come back in 2036 and do the same thing. Orbit again. Huh. No kidding. Yeah. Where's the gravity at? (laughs) Where's the gravity at? There's no gravity in space, Joe. Oh. (laughs) That's why things float in rockets. Oh. (laughs) Does it look like a big bullet? (laughs) (laughs) An ordinance passed by the San Francisco Board of Supervisors this week banned city residents from smoking tobacco inside their apartments, but... You can smoke marijuana inside your apartment. 
The legislation passed by a 10 to 1 vote <laughs> impacts, oh. impacts buildings with more than two units and makes San Francisco the largest U.S. city to snuff out cigarette smoke <clears throat> in apartments. Norman Ease, the president of the Board of Supervisors, he said in a tweet, secondhand smoke causes harm. Everyone should have clean air to breathe where they live. The ordinance reportedly banned the smoking of marijuana, of marijuana in an early uh, version of it, but it was changed amid concerns legislation would rob pot smokers of the only place they can legally light up. This country cannot survive the election of these people. It cannot survive no. it. No. Ten to one vote, Joe. Ten to one. You can't survive and it. It just, it just turns neighbors against neighbors. And we've gone from, do I smell weed to... Do I smell a cigarette? <laughs> no, that's weed. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, new, did you see the new monolith uh, news? Yeah, uh, but I, uh, I've, I've, I've quickly grown weary of the monolith story. It was sweet and inventive at first, and now they're just popping up everywhere. Well, and now it's also getting, well, you'll see. Here we go. Let's just read it. A gleaming monolith found deep in the Utah desert uh, was striking, of course, and uh, a lot of folks liked it. Like, uh, Joe, you you thought it was a very charming story. Yeah, that was neat. It drew hundreds of people to a remote red rock country to see and touch the otherworldly edifice that evoked both science fiction films and the state's famous land artworks. Uh, but according to two men known for extreme sports in Utah's sweeping outdoor landscapes, it also was flattening plants because people came in their cars to see it and left behind human waste in the back country. Yeah, so, human waste, so, gross. Can't you find a porta potty? Not, not there. Pretty remote spot, uh, Chris. <laughs> Maybe they've all got Mr. Chair with them. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Selvin Christensen and Andy Lewis, who have large online followings for their posts about skydiving and uh, other other things, uh, they posted okay, on Instagram nerds. and YouTube. They said they're a part of a group that pushed down the hollow stainless steel structure and took it away in a wheelbarrow. It's brilliant, actually. Christensen said in a statement provided to media outlets late Tuesday, the land wasn't prepared for the influx and its federal managers couldn't hope to keep up. He said, the mystery was the infatuation, and we want to use this time to unite people behind the real issues here. We are losing our public lands, and no. things like this don't help. No, this, this, their motivation is completely the opposite, and they're brilliant because they're <laughs> making themselves look like they really care about the land. But in fact, what they want is the land for themselves. Mm -hmm. Microphone, Joe. Microphone. The group's action left plenty of disappointed people who had traveled long distances to see the silver structure. A similar structure that appeared last week in Romania also has subsequently disappeared. Rayford Johnson, who carried the American flag into Rome's Olympic Stadium in August 1960 as the first black captain of a U.S. Olympic team, then went on to win gold in a memorable decathlon duel, died on Wednesday at his home in the Sherman Oak section of Los Angeles. He was 86 years old. Michael Roth, a family friend and spokesman, confirmed the death. Johnson had never competed after that decathlon triumph. He became a goodwill ambassador to the United States and a close friend and associate of the Kennedy family, taking a leadership role in the Special Olympics and joining Robert F. Kennedy's entourage during Kennedy's presidential campaign in 1968. He's remembered especially for helping to wrestle Senator Kennedy's assassin to the ground in Los Angeles in 1968. Oh. Yeah, he was one of the guys. Him and Rosie Greer tackled oh. uh, Sirhan Sirhan. Awesome. 
Johnson's national profile was largely molded at the 1960 Olympics, one of the most celebrated in the history of the Games, a moment when a host of African-American athletes burst triumphantly into the world stage, including Wilma Rudolph and Muhammad Ali. What was Rosie Greer noted for uh, in terms of having a, a very strange hobby at the time? Uh, model railroads. Nope. He had the one. The he had the largest, the world's largest indoor model railroad display. It actually covered three floors. You're wrong. And had a had a three percent grade from the first floor to the second, and then up around the third. He was it actually at one point. Really he did it. Can he went shut up, Kenny? Kenny. Jesus. He was. He's he was a, a knitter. He in knitted. His spare time. He knitted. He knitted. I he didn't was a know knitter. That. Yeah. Didn't well, have for, those a model don't know Rosie, for those God who don't know Rosie, for those who don't know in case, because we're old. Uh, why don't we all talk at the same time? <laughs> some some people may not know who Rosie was. See, he was a, a big, large, bruising football player, and so knitting C would be odd. That's thank that you, was my FYI. point. I think well, mine see, but, was but what Casey Jones had to go crazy here with some railroad story. <laughs> yeah, way, way more interesting. <laughs> no, not in the context of the fact that he was a, a hulking defensive lineman or offensive lineman or whatever the hell he was, Deep, and he knitted. Defensive tackle. Oh, you two are competing to who can mansplain the most here. He also uh, made some R&B records that were god-awful and starred in a movie uh, where he was part of a two-headed man. <laughs> he did seriously yeah i don't that. recall that uh ray Milland was the other head so it was an old white guy and rosie greer huh. who was not an old white guy hmm. see you get the juxtaposition there all right anyway moving right along <laughs> a new york woman whose hair measures 8.07 inches high 8.85 inches wide and four feet 10 inches in circumference has been awarded a Guinness World Record for the largest Afro hairstyle. Simone Williams of Brooklyn said she was inspired by Yvonne Dugas, the previous record holder for the largest Afro ever. Simone said she's only been growing her hair out naturally for about nine years. She said, I started getting perms or straightening my hair in middle school and wore my hair straight until college. I chose the transition to natural hair around the age of 23 began because I wanted to save the money spent at the hair salon to help with the costs of moving into my first apartment. Boy, is that interesting. <laughs> I thought you might like that one. Yeah. Anyway, back to the model railroad. It actually went outside <laughs> no, onto no. a... Oh, okay. I'll tell you who does have a fascinating model, indoor model railroad, Rod Stewart. I know. I know the, you sure you're not thinking of Neil Young? No, Rod Stewart, too. Oh, and Neil Young, yeah. N Neil owns, uh, what's the big uh, model Lionel. railroad company? Yeah, he bought Lionel. So, there you go, John. Uh, that's that's going to have to be enough. You uh, sure? I got a lot more. It's just leading to problems. <laughs> Thanks, Kenny. For you know, people with draw. large hairdos. I mean, you know. Just hey, AOC's back in the news, and wait till you hear why in just a moment. Uh, and for the okay. record, I did not talk at all during the final couple <laughs> minutes of the newscast. But I am going that to talk right now. It is a record for me, Kenny. I want to tell you about our friends over at Harmony Spirits. I got a great tweet from Brian Niebauer. Said, all right, let's see what all the fuss is about. And he tweeted out a great photo of his glass of Harmony Spirits whiskey. And I'm sure he 
enjoyed that. Thank you, Brian, for supporting our friends down at Harmony Spirits. Uh, here's what you should do. A couple of things. Number one, sign up for their newsletter. It's free. All you have to do is go to their website, HarmonySpirits.net. You sign up for that monthly newsletter. And if you do, you become eligible to be randomly selected to receive a free bottle of Harmony Spirits. They select one winner every single month, and it could be you. We've had several GLers that have won that fabulous bottle. Uh, also, go into your local liquor store. Ask for Harmony by name. Doesn't matter. Ask for the rum, the gin, the whiskey, the bur- It doesn't matter. Just go in there and ask for them by name. That is how they would love to help you and help them spread the word about Harmony Spirits. GL will be back in just a moment. Well, 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 here it is, Positive Thursday already, and that means one thing. Mr. Mike Schoonover is on the line. He's the hands-on, third-generation owner of Schoonover Body Works and Glass. They're on County E and Lex up in Shoreview. And the sole sponsor of Positive Thursday, and Mike, I need your help. Uh, Good afternoon, by the way. Hey, Kenny. My truck is trashed, Mike. The tires are out of balance, and the oil has, and I'm. this isn't hyperbole, I'm not joking, the oil has turned to jelly. It's been like 10,000 miles since I've changed it. Uh, can I swing by this afternoon? <laughs> you bet. Absolutely. Absolutely. What, uh, what do you got, what, what can you do for me? Well, can I, uh, I just want to, I want to just tell you a quick story. I feel, you know, our business says, uh, is doing uh we could be doing worse uh and we could be doing better but we are in business and so uh i feel really badly for the restaurants that uh are not able to uh you know they're shut down again and and uh, the reason that we are on gl is because of 30 bales um one of the owners there is a friend of our family tom our kids played hockey together and and so uh he was the one who recommended that uh, we join on with GL. So in, in a, just kind of a little way of us supporting them a little bit, uh, we're going to do like uh, Operation GL Shutdown. So uh, folks want to get their oil changed. And if you want to get your oil changed, you, get, you know, spend 75 bucks to get a, an oil change, a traditional or conventional oil change and get your uh, car washed. Uh, you're going to get a $25 gift card if you if you get oh. synthetic. It'll cost you 100 bucks. You're you're going to get a $25 gift card. Oh, uh, and then if you buy a detailed gift certificate, which makes a great gift for the holidays, uh, or get a set of four tires, um, that'll that'll qualify for a $50 gift card to 30 bales. So that way we're able to uh, wow. help our own business during this kind of slowdown, and then uh, 30 bales uh, we can we can help. Uh, feed GLers and 30 bales can uh, stay busy. Wow, that is fantastic. And you know what? It wouldn't take much for me to talk myself into four new tires. Uh, I, I I don't like the looks of them. They've got tread left, but it's all wobbly and weird looking. Uh, what a great deal that would be. Uh, I think I better call Nikki, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, after all, she runs this place. I will. I'll give her a call and get put on your schedule. You guys do it all, body work, glass, general repairs, oil, tires, detailing. 
You've been at it for 80 years. Uh, that's why Schoonover is always rated as one of the top shops in town. Again, on County E in Lexington and Shoreview. Thank you, GLers, for choosing SchoonoverBodyWorks.com. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, mm-hmm. the self-declared Democratic Socialist who has been a vocal critic of capitalism. She has 11 million Twitter followers. She tells them to resist capitalism. Last year, AOC declared capitalism to be irredeemable. Ocasio-Cortez railed against Amazon constructing a second headquarters in New York City, which was estimated to bring at least 25,000 to 40,000 good-paying jobs and nearly $30 billion in new revenue into the state, according to New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. This week, she fully embraces capitalism. She sells $58 shirts on her site that say, tax the rich. The $58 (laughs) does not include shipping and handling. AOC's merchandise website indicated that it would cost an additional $9.22 to ship the product, bringing the grand total for the shirt to $67.22. The the shop stated that the shirt shirt would ship via the U.S. Postal Service and ship in one to two weeks. Pre-orders were being taken this week for the gender-neutral fit shirts. Oh, It turns out that she has an entire merchandise shop. I'm reading from a piece from Glenn Beck's site. It turns out that AOC has an entire merchandise shop where she sells a hoodie promoting the Green New Deal uh, made from 20% polyester for $65. If you can't afford the expensive long-sleeve shirts, you can purchase a strangely worded t-shirt that says AOC plus me for $27. Instead of paying off your student loan, you can spend $27 on a cancel student debt t-shirt. There is even a perplexing drink water and don't be racist t-shirt. <laughs> what? <laughs> don't ask me. For 27 bucks, The AOC shop also hawks other swags such as $24 posters and $25 onesies promoting the Green New Deal. A $28 abolish ice hat a $27 tote bag, and a $27 mug that promotes Ocasio-Cortez. She is a fraud. What a fraud. And here's an editorial uh, in the New York Post today. And again, if if the country continues to elect the likes of Ocasio-Cortez, we're not going to have a country. Amazon is setting hiring records amid the pandemic. But New Yorkers are missing out, thanks to the like of Ocasio-Cortez. Between January and October, Amazon added 427,300 employees, according to the New York Times. That's an average of 1,400 a day. But since July, the pace has been 2,800 new hires daily. The company's hiring like mad marvels labor historian Nelson Lichtenstein. No American company has hired so many workers so quickly. Indeed, its growth this year blows away Walmart's record hiring of 230,000 people two decades ago. Uh, plus, Amazon offered $3,000 signing fees, and the pay itself isn't bad. 85% of its 810,000 U.S. workers get a minimum an hour, and the retailer is now handing out $300 bonuses to full-timers as well. New York City could use an employer like that as the city faces 13.2% unemployment 
almost twice the nation's 6.9% rate. Yet Mysterians like AOC drove Amazon to ditch plans last year for a new headquarters in Queens, costing the city 25,000 jobs then, and who knows how many more during this unprecedented boom. Major unions and far-left politicians united in venom against Governor Cuomo's deal to welcome the company. A number of state and local politicians have made it clear that they oppose our presence and will not work for us, Amazon noted. AOC cheered, dedicated everyday New Yorkers and their neighbors, defeated Amazon's corporate greed, its worker exploitation, and the power of the richest man of the world. She crowed on Twitter. I wonder how many out-of-work New Yorkers the Post asked would agree with her about that today. It brings to mind the 2009 killing of the project for a mall at the long, vacant Kingsbridge Armory. The executioner, Bronx Ruben Diaz Jr., huffed at the idea that had any job that is better than no job applies. That killed 1,200 job opportunities. Uh, If New Yorkers don't start rejecting this toxic political culture, the whole city will wind up vacant. And in the meantime, the hypocritical fraud has her own online store selling hoodies for 65 bucks. If we continue to elect the likes of her and Ilhan Omar, you are you are acquiescing to the idea of electing people to important roles in this country who intend, purposefully and intentionally intend, to drag America farther and farther away from its fundamental foundations. No system in the history of the world has ever pulled more people out of poverty than capitalism. No, no system whatsoever. It's the only one that works to lift people out of poverty. And this unwise fool, this pandering hypocritical fool, helped kill a deal that would have employed 25,000 New Yorkers. And unfortunately, we're preaching to the choir, aren't we? Mm Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Well, the vast majority of the people that listen to this podcast aren't voting for the likes of AOC. Oh, no. Right, right, right. I, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know what to say about that. Here's where Amazon wins anyway, because I, while you were doing that, I went to the Google, and I typed in AOC merch, Amazon, and Amazon themselves sell a bunch of AOC stuff. I can't Isn't say that, that something? I can't say that it's her stuff that she sanctions you know and she with with her name on it but they themselves do sell a lot of aoc stuff so they're making money anyway joe refresh my memory uh was it just an idea that you had or whether or were there plans in place for amazon to come to st paul i vaguely remember you bringing that up on the show I, i campaigned uh to bring them here to occupy the ford site that's right that's right yeah and yeah. did that ever get anywhere? Of course not. Got it. I campaigned to bring Volkswagen here. They were building a new plant in America. I said, we got an automobile plant just sitting here. They ended up in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I ended up getting as far uh, with the Volkswagen deal as talking to their property department. Wow. Volkswagen's property acquisition department. I think the guy clearly thought I was a lunatic. Sure. <laughs> but what the hell? I got a column out of it. <laughs> See, I got an interesting note from Mitch. In case you're interested, the lighted star from the Fauché Tower in the city now hangs on the slack 
painting building in Brandon, Minnesota. What? I don't think he cares if anybody knows that, but he took it off of there for them when he was doing some work on the building. So apparently the Fauché had a big star during Christmas time, and now that star is on the slack painting building in Brandon, Minnesota. We were talking about the absence of urban America's Christmas decorations, which I, I'm afraid are fated to uh, never, never come back. Kenny, that's up in your neck of the woods. Brandon. I think Kenny left. Oh, I think he did too. I think he's saying thank you uh, on our uh, nice video chat is what he's saying. Here's a million dollar GL idea. <laughs> After you get your sign and flag products marketed, GL post-it notes. So we can all write special notes and reminders to ourselves, such as 2 p.m. CAS. You could even simply buy a stack of the plain yellow ones and get a kid to pencil in a small GL in every one before you ship them out. Signed, Joe. Thank you. That's an excellent million-dollar idea. Uh, speaking idea. of that, uh, I got another update, by the way, um, from the uh, promotion staff regarding the Garage Logic Christmas pop-up shop. Going very well, maybe? Yeah. It is. Um, you sound hesitant. The, well, the flags are gone again. Um, we oh, keep, no. We keep reordering them, and they keep selling out. Uh, in fact, I was alerted by our gal, Brooke, that one uh, GLer bought 10 flags. Really? Oh. <laughs> Why don't we order 100,000 of them? Well, Joe, uh, we're working on that, Joe. Been fighting that battle for years, Joe. Yep. Uh, so if you haven't made your purchase, uh, go to garagelogic.com, uh, click on the banner ad for the GL Christmas 2020 pop-up shop. If there are any flags left, place your order. Uh, but there are also uh, a couple of other items, including the 2020 Ding Ding t-shirt and the Knit Skull cap that I ordered for myself because I don't have a GL stocking hat, so I wanted one. Uh, but that closes this Sunday, December 6th at 11.59 p.m. When we return, I have a great Positive Thursday treat for us all. University of Garage Logic 98, College of Self Esteem, Zip, Nada, Nothing. Here's Joe Souchere. Our friends at EcoFund Motorsports in Forest Lake on Highway 61, where else? have been so busy that they've extended the Black Friday sale. It's going to run through Saturday. I'm not, uh, I'm not whistling Dixie when I tell you these are extraordinary deals. How about a Bentelli e-bike for nine ninety nine? Wow. I paid considerably more for that than mine, and mine ended up getting stolen and taken <laughs> to Chicago. Uh, they're fantastic, and they have a variety of styles, and they have that special price due to the amazing volume they sold this year in part in thanks to GLers. They also have less than 10 spots available for winter storage of scooters in Bentelli bikes. That was uh, that was as of a couple of days ago. They have my scooter in winter storage. I just thought it was a dream come true to have Tim and his daughter pick that up, take it back to EcoFun. They'll store it all winter, tune it up in the spring, and it's bing, bang, boom. Uh, great youth recreational equipment. Youth snowmobiles and ATVs. The scooters are on sale, the gas scooters that turn every errand into an adventure. Helmet and apparel, great Christmas gift ideas. It's all there. It's a really, really great one-stop recreational center right on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. It's EcoFun Motorsports with that Black Friday sale. You've still got a couple more days. It runs through Saturday at EcoFun Motorsports. 
I have a great positive Thursday note, fellas. Okay. The New Guinea singing dog, once thought extinct, is alive in the wild. What? It's been discovered in a remote uh, area of New Guinea, and I, I love the idea that there's a remote area of New Guinea. Is it all of New of Guinea it. fairly remote? Uh, it's it's it has haunting vocalizations, which are a cross between a wolf's howl and a whale's song, and uh, they're damn near domesticated. Not quite, and they hmm. they were thought to have uh, left the earth uh, in the seventies, uh, but of course they've been rediscovered. They're fine. It's almost like uh, who was the catfish uh, uh, hunter? No, the catfish that uh, can climb walls. We uh, was it Buck the oh, Bucktooth? Yeah. Catfish oh yeah, buck stuff back there. You can't even believe. Well, that's true of the New Guinea singing dog, and uh, 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 correspondent uh, uh, Jordy was able to provide audio. He saw a story on an international site, and it's just fascinating. The the New Guinea singing dog, once thought extinct, is now alive in the wild. It's been a hard day's it's not bad. It's a dog. Yeah. But Right there in New Guinea. Wow. See, the scientists heard that, yeah. and they walked towards it. Uh. And they captured it with their uh, tape recorders. <laughs> Mrs. Uh, wow. Mrs. Miller. Remember yeah. Mrs. Mrs. Miller? Mrs. Miller. Mrs. Miller. Was that, oh, a, yeah. was that a soundtrack by Mrs. Miller that sold well back in the day? I have no idea. John? No, no. She she had some hits. Remember, she did Downtown. She had That's right. Downtown. Don't, don't. Oh, God, she was dreadful. Uh-huh. Just, just dreadful. But was just she dreadful. so awful that she was financially successful i don't think she reached tiny tim status if that's what you're asking that i guess is what i'm asking i'll, uh, yeah. I'll do some uh, mrs miller research now yeah, why not <laughs> well boys we have dr mike osterholm tomorrow uh among other attractions and uh, we're looking forward to that uh, it sounds like the christmas admonitions from the governor are going to be the same as thanksgiving travel mm-hmm. is not advised right. stay home which we all pretty much expected, didn't we? Yes, keep your gatherings to a minimum. That's a blessing for you and I, Such. I mean, I have to admit, Thanksgiving for me was the best Thanksgiving ever. It was me and the roommate and the, the son. It yeah, was just wonderful. Uh, you don't have young kids, and being stuck at a home for five days in a row, that's... Uh, Dad needed to go for a couple walks, if you know what I'm saying. Mm. I think I do. Yeah. I think I do. Yeah, I'll walk to the garage fridge is where I had to go. Yeah. Hey, uh, really quick before we go, I want to make mention again of Ray and Welter Heating and Air Conditioning, and they want to remind you to support your local restaurants. We just had a great note from Mike Schoonover in regards to our friends at 30 Bales. They are going through the hardest year imaginable, and the holiday season is one of the busiest times of the year, and their doors are closed, but they are trying to save all the business that they can by offering great takeout food. It'd be great if you could show your support and order up some food from great restaurants like, well, I don't know, me and Julio over in Hastings, Patriots Tavern in Stillwater, Sergeant Pepper's 
over in Oakdale. Let's help these folks out, GLers. Anything that you can do would be greatly appreciated. And thanks again to Ray and Welter Heating and Air Conditioning for sponsoring our drive to support these great establishments. If you have any heating needs this holiday season, check them out online at welterheating.com. I mentioned 30 Bales, gentlemen, and if you go to their website, 30bales.com, seven days a week now you can get takeout food from them and they will take care of you. The Big Ten subs are back. I mentioned those yesterday. Their drummies are absolutely fantastic, uh, but their takeout menu is great. And if you have young kids, by the way, they have a great kids menu too, uh, and a lot of healthy items as well. So check out their website, place your order. Usually the turnaround from the time that you make the phone call to the time you can pick it up is about 20 minutes. It's it's nothing. So uh, give them a shout, give them a call, and help support our friends over at 30 Bales, gentlemen. See, this just in from Bill Stein, our friend up in A. Mm. Uh, I have a piece on this. We'll get to it later. Uh, but for the first time in 800 years, we're going to be able to see the so-called Christmas star. It's a confluence of Jupiter and Saturn. Uh, it'll be available, available, like you can go buy it. Uh, it'll be, it'll be visible December 21st and a few days later in the southwest sky, a half hour after sunset. It's nice. going to be very exciting. Wow. And maybe yeah, that, cool. maybe that 30 cent telescope I got from China will be able to bring it in by then if I figure out how to use the damn thing. Yeah, you're looking in the wrong end. I guarantee that's what's going uh, on. I'm doing something wrong. Yeah, uh, Mrs. Miller first album was called. Mrs. Miller's Greatest Hits, get it? Very tongue-in-cheek. Sold mm-hmm. 250,000 copies in three weeks. Wow. Hit That's number nice 15. Run. Hit That's number 15. Good. After that, she was pretty much done. Did, did a couple other albums, but uh, that was it. Huh. She got her two minutes on the Tonight Show, didn't she? She did. She yeah. did, yeah. yeah. She, uh, she entertained troops in Vietnam. Oh, God, mm. that would have caused them to kill themselves. <laughs> exactly. I, that's a little weird to me. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Oh, that's okay then. (laughs) Uh, Oh, uh, someone else wanted to know, Joe, if you were assigned any other uh, cooking duties for this evening, or was that just a one-time deal? No, but let me tell you this. Here we go. I count that as a meal I prepared. (laughs) (laughs) He notched it, too. Did I not heat it up? Yes, you did. All right. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Well done, sir. Hey, uh, Pod MN <laughs> is your home for all past episodes of the Garage Logic podcast, and you can get updated as soon as we post today's episode of GL. Please rate and review, and also uh, download that app, and you have a chance to win fantastic prizes just by listening to GL through Pod MN. We'll talk to you tomorrow.